Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Bible Breakdown Extra, the after party, the the backroom conversations, whatever we want to call it. Man, I love these. And if you are liking them, I want to make sure you go to our Facebook group at Bible Breakdown Discussion. I almost forgot what it was. And let us know if you are enjoying it. If you are, what would you like us to talk about? What would you like us not to talk about? And just let's have some conversations. I've got a lot of ideas but I don't want to send you something that's not useful, right? And so if it's just not the right season for it, that's fine. So it doesn't hurt my feelings at all if you tell me, ah, you know, I never listen. So it doesn't bother me a bit. I want to know what's helpful and what's not. And what I'm working on doing is on the 15th and the 30th, we have this catch-up days, you know, where we automatically have built into our reading plan a chance to take a deep breath, maybe get caught up if we've gotten behind, and plan out our next 15 days. And one of the things I want to make sure we're doing is we're not just reading the Bible, but we're letting the Bible transform us. We're kind of soaking in it a little while, letting it, you know, slowly get into our soul, which is why I think every 15 days we need to pause and go, okay, how's it working? How's it going? And so sometimes when we do these, I'm going to give you a thought, a new idea talk about something. And then sometimes we're just going to talk about the past 15 days and maybe what are some of the biggest takeaways. So we'll see how it goes. And and here's, here's the mental image I have. And then I've got this idea I want to run by you for something to think about for the next 15 days. And that is, but here's my idea first. And that is when I was a kid, my dad was a pastor and every once in a while after a Sunday night service, because we had church like all the time on a Sunday night service, there would be a few of us teenagers, early 20 somethings who would all sit around and church was over. Most of the people had left. And usually what had happened is somebody had come up and talked to my dad about the sermon that evening and kind of got him talking and whatever. And we loved it when my dad was in a talkative mood because then what he would do is, is we would start asking him more questions. And my dad just had this wealth of knowledge about just the Bible and just things, right? And so he would just continue to tell us more and more and more And we just were hungry for it. We were hungry to know about the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, the Old Testament prophecies, just just different Bible things, you know. And and my dad just had all of this knowledge, and he would just pour it out. And those were some of my favorite times as a teenager. I loved church, always did. My favorite time was after church, just those conversations where we just grew so much together. And so that, in my mind, that's what these... 15th and 30th days are all about these Bible breakdown extras or after church, everybody else is left. You and I and a few other people are sitting and then we're just talking about Jesus. We're just talking about ideas. We're just figuring out the world together from a Christian worldview, right? And here's the one I want us to kind of talk about today. And that is this, we live in a divided world, right? That's not new. Like there no, no sirens went off when I said that, right? But that's supposed to be that way outside the church because they don't know Jesus. Now, inside the church, I don't know if you know this yet or not, but there's imperfect people too, right? As a matter of fact, there's very imperfect people inside the church because they have Jesus, but they're still working on that that sanctification thing. 
So it's okay that we disagree, but here's the thing, how? How do we disagree? Let me maybe say it a different way. How do we know which hills to die on? You ever heard that one? You can't die on every hill, so make sure that you figure out what's worth dying for and what's not. Well, the idea from a Christian perspective, Augustine, a guy who lived a long time ago, said this one time. Augustine said, "...and essentials have unity, and non-essentials have liberty, and in all things have charity." So let's speed it up to the 21st century. And the essentials stay unified. And the non-essentials give grace for one another, and in all things, love each other. And I love that idea when it comes to figuring out how to relate to our brothers and sisters. In our context at our church, Real Life Church, we have people who are literally from around the world. Now, most of them are from the United States, but we have people from other countries and other places as well. And so not only do we have different cultures, we have different social norms. We have different things that would be fine for me, but you would think would be completely outlandish. We have other things that I would just be completely offended by if you did it, but in your culture or where you come from, totally fine. So therefore, how do we figure this out? I had an opportunity one time to go to Mexico and while I was down there, I was getting ready to go and talk to someone. And they gave me a long list of things to do and to not say before I talked to this person. Because they were like, hey, look, they, it's not like they're super sensitive. It's just these are all cultural norms for us that you know nothing about. So you're not even going to have a conversation unless you don't do this and you do this and all this kind of stuff. And can I tell you, by the time we had that conversation, I don't remember it. <laughs> I was so nervous about not offending this person for no reason. I don't even remember the conversation. And what happens a lot of times, I think in Christian circles, well-meaning people are either on that side where you never actually get to know one another because you're so afraid of offending somebody that you never actually have anything more than a surface-level conversation. Or you have people on the other side. You ever met those? It's almost like they want to offend you. It's like, I'm right, and it don't matter, right? Well, that's equally wrong, okay? That's called being a jerk, and so we don't want to be that. So on one end, we don't want to be squishy. On the other end, we don't want to be a jerk. So instead, let's not live by our emotions. Let's not live by our fears. But here's, here's the conversation I want to have, and that is, what if we decided which hills to die on and which ones not to? And I call this three-hill theology. Okay, I made that up. I don't, I don't know where this comes from, but it's, but it's the idea. Three-hill theology, and that is... I'm going to have three categories in my life that I'm going to do my best, and it's not perfect, but I'm going to do my best to put all of my values in so that when I get offended, when I don't like something, or I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be offended and all that kind of stuff, I can look at my values, my three hills, and realize, hmm, how am I supposed to feel about this? Because sometimes I'm not always so sure, right? Here's my three hills. Hills I'm willing to die on, hills I'm willing to debate on, and hills I don't care about. So let me try it again. Hills I'm willing to die on or say die for. Hills I'm willing to debate on. And hills I don't care about. Okay. And here, here's the reason why. If everything in your life is a hill you're willing to die on, you will eventually have no one in your life. Because in some area, everybody will disagree with you. And so if you can't walk with someone unless they agree with you in every single area, you'll ultimately end up alone. Because here's the thing. You're probably wrong about some of those things, and I am too. So you have to be willing to at least listen so you can learn. So here's the three. Die on, debate on, don't care on. <laughs> you know. So here, here they go. Here, let's talk about the first one. 
Hills I'm willing to die on. This one may seem like it's the biggest hill in your life, but actually it's the smallest. And say like this, if someone right now were to put a gun to your head and said, I will shoot you unless you denounce blank, insert whatever your opinion and belief is. Now, is that everything <laughs> or does that list start become real slow or real small? You know, if they said, I will shoot you unless you denounce your love for peanut butter and jelly. Oh man, I hate peanut butter and jelly. I've never liked it ever. I mean, you, you've eaten it every day for five years, but today you hate it because you don't get shot. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to end you unless you say that your favorite president was so-and-so. You know what? I may have really hated that dude, but yeah, sure. Fine. I don't want to die. Right? Like it's amazing when it really comes to dying, we may we may have a lot of opinions, but very few of them are willing to die for. And that's good. That's a good thing. You don't need to be willing to sever relationships over just anything, right? But they do need to be important. And so what so the first thing you need to do is figure out what are the things I'm willing to die for? What what are the things that you and I as friends I, we cannot walk together properly unless we agree on this. Let me give you some ideas for these. And you've got to figure out what these are. So put all of your opinions, all your ideas. Like I, I did this one time. I wrote them all down. Here, here's all the things I get offended by. Here's all the things that whatever. And I tried to put them in a category. Here, here's some that are important to me. Like you and I will not be able to walk together well unless you and I agree God is real, all-powerful, and interested in us. <laughs> that Jesus is the Son of God and the only way to heaven. That the Bible is the inerrant, inspired word of God and is our guide to knowing God's will for our lives. I believe that every human life is innocent from birth and is sacred and worth defending. I believe that abortion is wrong and should be condemned. I believe that truth is objective, measurable, and unchangeable. These are things for me that are cornerstone you know, hills I'm willing to die for, like you and I will not be able to be good friends. You're only going to get so far in our relationship if. So what are the hills you're willing to die on? And here's the great thing. Once you figured out those, all the others don't have to be relationship breakers. Because here's the second one. The second one is, what hills am I willing to debate over? So once you figured out, okay, these are the non-negotiables over here. Like you and I are not going to be friends unless we can agree on this. Or we, we can at least come to an understanding that we don't agree on this, right? Number two is hills I'm willing to debate over. Now, I love this one. Can I be honest with you? This hill is probably my biggest one. You know, <clears throat> now I don't mean that as in like I debate over everything. It's just like, like I have more things I'm willing to just like talk about because I'm interested in than things I don't care about. So like, for instance, uh, soteriology, that's the, that is the study of salvation, you know, Armenianism versus Calvinism, that kind of thing. There are some people who consider that to be a hill they're willing to die on. And to me, can I be honest with you? That's dumb because here's the thing. You don't know for sure exactly how that is. Oh yes, I do. Pastor Brandon. Okay. Well prove it. Have you died yet? (laughs) No. Okay. You know, that's what I'm not a Calvinist, but I love my Calvinist brothers and sisters and Calvinism is so happy that some people are destined for hell because they think they can prove it in the Bible. And I love it. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the fight club, whatever you, you know, first rule of fight club is don't talk about fight club. Well, Calvinism has the opposite one. And that is the first rule of Calvinism is talk about Calvinism all the time. Right. And I can say that because I debate it with my brothers and sisters in Christ, because I know they love Jesus. I know they want everyone to go to heaven and we can agree on that. And here's the thing. I tell my Calvinist brothers all the time here. I, 
I trust the Lord. That's how I can find this middle ground, because do I believe that God has sovereignty? Absolutely. Do I believe that God can see the end from the beginning? Absolutely. Do I think that God created people so that they will go to hell purposely? Absolutely not. Okay. How can you live in that tension? Because I trust the Lord. And because I trust the Lord, when I get to heaven, if he says to me, Brandon, I'm so sorry, but I created you to go to hell, so I'm going to need you to go there. Obviously, I'll be devastated. (laughs) But because of just walking with the Lord for years, I'm at the place now where I say, I trust you. I trust you. And so I would debate that all day long that I don't think Calvinist is a thing. But at the end of the day, I'm not willing to not be your friend and not love you because of it. How about this one? Uh, Eschatology, the study of the end times. I, I think it's fascinating and interesting. I don't have a stance firmly on it because I've been studying it for years. And the more I study it, honestly, the less clear it becomes. I'm not willing to separate from you over that. If you feel like that there's a pre-trib rapture and all this kind of stuff, praise the Lord. I hope it's true. If you don't believe, praise the Lord. What are we going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm not willing to separate from you over it because it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Is that starting to make sense now? How about this one? Gun control. I think gun control is very important when it comes to having our Second Amendment rights. I think that I can uh, stand on firm footing on the fact that we need to have our Second Amendment rights. You may not. Can I tell you it's not a hill I'm willing to die on? So you and I can have a wonderful debate I'll give you a hug and we'll walk away because it's a hill I'm willing to debate on, not a hill I'm willing to die on. And when you can figure that out, man, it's amazing the wonderful conversations you can have. Can I tell you, I've had conversations that once I took them out of hills I'm willing to die on to hills I'm willing to debate over and I actually would listen to other people, they changed my mind because I was actually willing to listen and to realize that I'd didn't really have my beliefs based on scripture. I had it based on what someone had told me. And I actually listened to scripture. They changed my mind. And so it became a beautiful thing. So first one, hill I'm willing to die on. Second one, hill I'm willing to debate over. And then number three, hills I just don't care about. Now, this is a hard one because hills you're willing to not care about may be in somebody else's wherever, wherever. So you have to be, you have to notice this for people. But for me, these are like movies sports, music, politics, dinosaurs, you know, you know, whatever. Will your pet go to heaven is kind of thing. Like, like that's fine. I'm not interested in that. And so I'm going to let you be interested in that. And you come tell me what the truth is and I'll just celebrate it with you. Right. I just don't care. And so let's start to wrap this up together and then maybe we can see. So in the world we live in, we're always going to have different ideas. We're going to come from different places, different cultural norms and all of this. And if you're only willing to align yourself with people who agree with you 100% about every single thing, you're always going to be alone. So instead, we're supposed to walk in harmony together, not in unity. Unity means that we never have anything different. Harmony is when our differences actually complement one another. Well, the way we're able to do that is when we unify on our essentials, but then have harmony in the non-essentials, but then always full of love. And the greatest way I have found to, to do this, and, and once again, I'll say this, we'll get ready to end. I've been so very blessed to have many different friends from all different walks of life. And people have asked me before, how? And I said, well, uh, main reason how is making a lot of mistakes and then coming back and going, okay, look, I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Tell me how I can do better, right? And then also adopting this. And that is number one, having hills I'm willing 
to die on. Figuring out if someone were to point a gun at my head and say, I, I am going to end you unless you renounce blank, like what are those things? And then once I know what those things are, okay, and find out that that's actually a very small list. And then, number two, have hills I'm willing to debate on. And then here's the thing. Have fun. Study it. Go back and forth. Have debates. But at the end of the day, say, hey, listen, my friendship with you is not on the line. I want to learn, and I want to grow. And hey, I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to see if I can convince you as well. And have a, go back and forth. Have a good time. And then leave it there. And then number three, I don't care. I'm not disrespectful. I know that you do. But here's the thing. You can come talk to me. I'm a safe place. Because I'm not even going to debate with you. I'll just listen to you and praise the Lord. And we can still be friends. And that has helped me so very much. Now, here's the last thing, and we'll be done. What happens when you do this, but someone else doesn't? And there's the thing. You have to be careful because just because you are working hard to put yourself out there in this way doesn't mean somebody else will. I had this happen the other day. I was talking to someone who we were pretty new in our, we weren't friends yet, we were kind of acquaintances, and they asked me, they said, so, what do you think about Calvinism? And I was like, oh man, it is, it is not something that is a hill I'm willing to die on, I'll debate with you over it, but I'm just not going to die there. And it offended them immediately, because like I think in their world, and I don't want to speak for them, but I think in their world, that was the number one thing they were willing to die on. And that's how most you know Calvinists are, and I love them. I got so many of those friends, and I tease them all the time. That's the one kind of teasing they usually can't handle either. Um, but they were like, I, we just can't be friends. Really? Like, you and I both agree that Jesus is Lord, right? Only way to him is, is, is all the way to God is through Jesus, right? Yeah, we can just, just all, the, all the hills I was willing to die on. We all agree we're on all those. It's okay. So, but the fact that you and I don't agree on this certain thing, but I still can't, you know, no, can't be friends. And here's the thing. You have to be willing to say, okay, because people like that will eventually find a reason to separate from you anyway. And so it's hard, but if you're going to invest your life with someone, you need to make sure you can align on those essentials. So here it is. We align on our essentials. We have grace our harmony, and our non-essentials, and then always show love. And our three hills are that we will, hill we'll die on, hill we are willing to debate on, and then hill that we are willing to not care about. So here's your homework, and we'll finish up. Homework is sit down sometime between now and the next 15 days and write out things you're passionate about things you care about, things you're willing to die for and all that, and then put them into these three categories and then share them with one of your friends and compare back and forth. And you may find yourself going, you're right, that is it, I don't care. Or I may move that up and make it almost kind of a game and see if it can start some conversations in your life. And I know as I've done this, it has helped me so very much to have conversations. And as we move further into the election cycle and all these kinds of things, you're going to have to tweak this a little bit as more and more people want to make things hills are willing to die on and, and things are willing to debate over. And once you figure it out, you can have a, a good conversation with someone. And even if you disagree on who you should vote for, that's okay. I can still be your friend because it's not a hill I'm willing to die on, but you got to maintain that together. Okay. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much that you are for us and not against us. Thank you that you give us wisdom when we walk together. 
I pray that my precious friends, as they walk through the next 15 days, Lord, you open their eyes to see your glory as they never have. Lord, as we read your word together, Lord, your word is life to us. Your word is hope to us. For every hurting person right now, I pray that you'll give them the courage to step back into that difficult situation one more day. You'll give them wisdom, Lord, to know what to do. Holy Spirit, I pray you will speak to them. You will grow in them. And that through them, God, you will have your way in their world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow as we pick back up on the Bible Breakdown Podcast.